from the Paddock Passion team. Welcome to the Paddock Pod. Hi everyone and welcome to the Paddock Passion Podcast. This week we're talking all things car launches, what we think of the car launches so far and what we expect from the upcoming car launches over the next few weeks. We've also got a interview with our wonderful guest Jamna F1 and then we're going to talk all things F1 sponsors, the ones we like in the sport at the moment and ones we'd love to see come back. So this week the podcast is with myself Ellie, your host, as well as Alice and AJ. So car launches then guys, what do we think of the launch so far? We've seen Haas, Red Bull and Williams. I really like the Williams one today um, at time of recording. Um, <laughs> it was um really like high production value they had a lot of graphics they had like a really cool set it was also quite um like fast to get into like the car launch itself and then they spoke to the drivers after which um I felt was nice because you could kind of just see the car launch and then everyone also had like time to chat about it on socials um while the drivers were also chatting I also quite liked um, watching it on the website itself because they had like little snippets on the side um, and links also to like their new merch range um, and it was all quite there. Um, So yeah, I really enjoyed the Williams one. Um, The other two, I've both been in work meetings when they've happened. Um, (laughs) But saying that with the Red Bull one, I was in a meeting when it started and the meeting had finished before (laughs) the car got launched. So (laughs) every every cloud in that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think the Red Bull one is quite like notorious and probably will go down in history um, a bit for being quite um, outdrawn. Is that the right word? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just there was a there was quite a big build up to it. And and I can get that. But when it's quite a big build up and then like the same livery and you can't really tell the difference between the car, it was a bit like oh, like <laughs> Yeah, and so, it's in New York, it's all the big production and yeah. everything like that. I just love seeing people's feedback online, like because obviously it was in the middle of the working day people mm-hmm. like is it still on <laughs> I know yeah I thought I missed it I was like eight hey, I was telling AJ because uh, we were both working from home on Friday and I was like turn your laptop around like show me what's going on while I'm in my meeting and he was just like this is nothing <laughs> nothing's going on it's just like it's an American guy I was like okay cool <laughs> and even the car the livery wasn't that new either was it so no yeah a bit of a um you know when something gets a bit too hyped up and then you're like, oh, like it was a bit like uh, that feeling. Um, I did see a lot of comments how um, they're using Daniel Ricciardo a lot for like PR, not just at the launch, but I think he's been on a few like American chat shows. And um, I think it's interesting how they're using him as a like reserve driver to also get quite involved in the PR side of things because... Um, yeah, we don't often see that, I guess, especially the reserve drivers are like rookies and that. Um, yeah, we don't see that as much, but um, I think he's quite suited to the role, to be honest. <laughs> he's like really good at it all. Um, yeah, I was going to say, he went on, was it Jimmy Kimmel? That, that yeah, I show? couldn't remember which Jimmy it was because there's two. <laughs> it was like, it's one of the two Jimmys. 
No, he he looks like he enjoys it, and that's nice because you don't want him to obviously be used for for the mm. PR if it's like not suited to him. But obviously, one of the biggest personalities in F one, he looks happy, looks relaxed, and yeah, I think it's nice to see him back at Red Bull, back at home. Yeah, they're probably thinking they're onto a winner there because I know Max doesn't like the PR side of things too much. I know he said a few things about like doing the drive to survive interviews and he doesn't really like the media side of things, um, I guess. And I think similar with Checo too. So um yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting how like Red Bull use Daniel Ricardo over the like next year um to like work on their PR a bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um and what did you think of the Haas, the new livery? I've seen good things. Yeah, I think that was like, I kind of missed that one. It kind of just came and went and flew a bit under my radar. But I was in the office that day and I was going to like add my little like F1 buddies in the office. I was like, have we seen the Haas livery? And they're like, it looks the same. And I was like, no, but it's black on the sides, people. And they're like, is it? And we all like stood around my computer, like looking at it. <laughs> Uh, obviously working real hard um but yeah it was uh I think it's cool like it's definitely a bit of a change which is always nice like Mm. um there is like that slight change um and yeah I think like the white also looks a bit more silvery to me I don't know if that was just like the photo or maybe the lighting or something but yeah looks a bit more silvery to me too um so yeah, nice new colour scheme. I know there was like talks that they might be going like a bit um, blue and yellow because like people had spotted a lot of that in the background of like videos and stuff on social media. But um, yeah, I think it looks cool. No, I liked it. It's more like I love the Haas 2017 look, all, the all black kind of mm-hmm. that that vibe. And I think it was nice to see them go back to kind of, you know, the black classic look compared to their car last year. Um, but yeah, I guess what about upcoming car launches? What are we excited for? What changes do we think we're going to see? Yeah, I'm excited for Alfa Romeo because that one's tomorrow for us. Mm. Um, and I know they've got some new sponsorships there so I'm interested to see how like that's kind of influenced the car Um, because I think their sponsorship there's been like a lot more black introduced um, especially like from what I've seen on their socials and stuff so I wonder if they're also going to go for a more black based car Um, so yeah super excited to see that also a bit interested to see what Mercedes do because I know they went mm-hmm. like back to silver last year and but I've seen quite a, a lot more of like the teal color on yeah, their yeah massively so I don't know like if that's gonna like also play into it like I feel like a tip like a teal Mercedes would look so cool um as like a new color dynamic <laughs> into the grid um yeah, yeah I mean see that it would stand out wouldn't it I yeah. I missed the black Mercedes like I know unpopular opinion obviously silver arrows but I think I don't know this year I feel like it'd be nice to go back to the black Mercedes the winning ways hopefully um but yeah they have I've seen a lot of teal in the back I think it was of George he's posted a lot of like you know they're doing all the PR stuff at the moment and like photo shoots and stuff and they had the lights in the back mm-hmm. I love that teal colour so it'd be nice to see more of that there as well yeah yeah I was so excited to see McLaren how like 
papaya they still are if they're like mixing it up a bit because um I know I think some of their sponsorships also changed um which is always interesting to see like how that influences the car because sometimes it really does sometimes it doesn't um but yeah I I mean I've only, I'm only ever used to seeing like a papaya McLaren so um we were actually watching some old F1 races this weekend and it was weird um, to see them like not papaya. <laughs> I was like, what? That's I saw, that you, I saw that you watched that. <laughs> what races did you catch up on? Uh, we watched Silverstone 2021 because... Nice. I mean, what a race, what a drama. I was I was more there for like the memes for the like, Michael, did you see my email? <laughs> like all that <laughs> drama that was going on. Love that. Um what other race did we watch? Uh we watched uh the European Grand Prix in two thousand seven at the Ring. That was a classic. Um, yeah, because they had the Vodafone McLaren at the time and you were a little bit shocked. It's like, why is the McLaren silver? Why is it not orange? You know. <laughs> I miss those days. I love that McLaren, the classic silver McLaren. Good times. I, I love the like early noughties Red Bull, like where it's a bit like nineties influenced, and like all the merch from that era as well. And I I love like the noughties merch like so much. I saw on my TikTok that oh there's a girl and she's selling some like 2007 Ferrari like merch and it's so cool there's like cute little tank tops and I'm just like why don't we have this merch now <laughs> it would do so well so if anyone from like F1 merch teams listening bring back like the naughty style or like the 90 style because uh yeah it would be so cute yeah I think the, the Red Bull back then they should have been the, they should have just been delivery for the, for now rather than just the same copy and paste livery for the last seven or eight years I know it's for Red Bull it's a pretty you know it's like it's a, I know it's a brand they want to make it as well as recognizable as possible you know Ferrari's red Mercedes is silver and all that sort of stuff with the Patronus teal and that but you know every once in a while you've got to spice up right come on come on, Red Bull have some fun although they said that they are doing some fan liveries for all american races this year which is uh that should be exciting to see how creative people can get yeah i forgot about they said that um so yeah. how does how does a fan livery work i think the so, fans get to yeah. design them oh. so what it sounded like there's obviously like a web page or um some way like a fan would do it and then I guess like you would probably like design it with like a set template or something like that um and then yeah you send it back in and um yeah it's for all three of the American races so um oh, really? yeah they're obviously like going big on the American I guess with the new like sponsorship with Ford um yeah, they're going big into like a American way. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And then Alpha Tauri have theirs in New York as well. Their car launch on the eleventh. So that'll be interesting to see if it'll be like Red Bull, similar kind of big production. <laughs> I know. I almost want it to be a bit like New York Fashion Week because obviously they have mm. like the Alpha Tauri like clothesline. 
like almost what like models and then like just like the car to roll out at like New York Fashion Week style. Um, I think it is on New York Fashion Week. Is it? Yeah, I think it is. Because I remember seeing on the AlphaTauri like teaser for the launch and it had the New York Fashion Week sort of logo on the side. So I'd imagine there's a tie in with that. That'd I hope they get so Yuki cool. to do some modelling. Yeah. It's very fashionable. I like his fashion. <laughs> I know, but they've got Yuki and Nick and they're like the two shortest models <laughs> that a team could ever have. they would be like these six foot sunk men and then there's just going to be like Yuki and Nick. Like two little teeny Aww. people. <laughs> Bless them. Oh, should be exciting though. If they're incorporating New York Fashion Week, then there's got to be some sort of sort of connection with that. And obviously, being Alphatari being a fashion line, it's sort of the two make sense, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Anna Wintour's there, though, I'm actually gonna die. Like, <laughs> there's such a crossover for me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you don't know who that is, do you, AJ? <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> she's like, she's like the editor in chief of Vogue. Uh, she's like just at every New York Fashion Week show, pretty much. Right. Okay. Yeah, she's like no. the. <laughs> she's like uh, the Meryl Streep, you know, in like Devil Wears Prada. Oh, okay. That is her. I mean, I've watched that film, so kind of get, get what you're saying. Yeah, that's yeah. like. Her. But Fair yeah, enough. no, I feel like New York Fashion Week is going to be so cool if that is like a thing they're doing. What has everyone thought about Ford coming back? That's exciting. That's big news, isn't it? My big, granddad will be very news. happy. <laughs> <laughs> my my granddad is a big. Uh, he collects like classic Fords. <gasps> really? Um, yeah, and he's big into Fords. Will only ever like have a Ford car. Um, yeah, so my granddad will be very happy about that when I tell him the next time we're over. Because um, he doesn't really watch F1 anymore. Um, I think he got a bit like out of the loop with it. Um, but yeah, AJ always tries to talk uh, a bit of F1 with him. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he he knows the old people. He knows like Alonso and Hamilton and people but he doesn't know um any of like the modern day people <laughs> like <laughs> he doesn't know like the yukis or like even like the georges or like landos or anything so um yeah <laughs> we try and keep him updated but he's going to be very excited when they turn forwards back into f1 so yeah. is it it's an engine partnership 2026 mm-hmm yeah, it's an engine partnership with Red Bull. So Red Bull obviously have Honda engine, have essentially Honda engines. In 2026, Red Bull will be able to develop their own engines with Ford. So the two will make their own engines. That makes sense. <laughs> Interesting. So why have they yeah. moved over to, to Ford rather than Honda? They want to make their own engines. It's a good question. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's a good question. I wish Christian Horner would be here to tell us. Um, I'm guessing, I'm guessing with the interest that's going on in F1, obviously Kat Andretti want to come in, Cadillac want to come in, like, you know, all these brands want to get into Formula One. And I think Ford see that opportunity to sort of come in with um, 
you know, the more increased of electric technology in cars, they want to be more involved in that. And I think obviously the best way to sort of get into that and obviously create, you know, interest and marketing value in that is obviously going to F1. And with Red Bull needing an engine, pretty much an engine partner to do the, the all the hard work and sort of assistance with it. Um, they could do, they could have done it with Honda, but Honda a bit not sure where they want to stay in or whether or they want to leave F1. They're kind of in already, but kind of not. So I think that you know Ford partner with Red Bull, it, there's security in there. There's you know you know that in 2026 you're going to have these two partnered up making engines and hopefully in 2026 they'll produce a, a good engine who knows we'll, we'll have to see in four in four or three years time yeah i know the um head of ford i don't know if he was the ceo or something but the guy that was at the red bull launch um i think there was an interview and i feel like he is like very into racing too or like used to race or has a racing background of some sort yeah so I know like Christian Horner was saying like he's very excited to like team up with Ford um and like both the engine partner and Red Bull have like this like racing mentality um and obviously with Max Verstappen um they kind of just want to keep the momentum that they've got um obviously with these like two world champions um but yeah, I did find it interesting that the uh, the Ford guy was like very into like um, saying that he wants to promote his electric engines. Um, mm. That was slightly interesting for me because I was going like, why doesn't he go for like Formula E <laughs> if he wants to like really produce the electric engines? But I guess F1 cars are hybrid now, aren't they, of some descriptions? So. Um, I guess he just wants to show how much like a Ford engine can do. But yeah, definitely very interesting stuff to come in 2026. Hi, Jamna. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We're really excited to have you on. (laughs) Thank Um, you for inviting me. I'm so excited. Oh, no, it's so lovely to have you on. So I guess the first kind of thing if you just tell us a bit about yourself, how did you get into F1? What's yeah. your kind of history with the sport, motorsport, everything like that? Sure, yeah, I got into F1. It's always actually just been a part of my life. So my dad is and has always been into Formula One. So we would kind of always at least have it on in the background at home on the weekends or be watching it. And I sort of just grew up with it as well. So it's kind of the sounds have always been there, even if we weren't kind of intently watching. And I've just continued to watch it since then. And it's it's such a big part of my life. And as you guys can understand, it's a big part of yours, mm-hmm. right? And I kind of last year decided this time last year actually decided that I kind of wanted to share the passion and just learn from different people different creators um and I thought well let me see what TikTok's about and I'd kind of dabbled with it a little bit kind of completely different content actually that was not even F1 um but then I thought no if if I want to take this seriously and really kind of get into it I let's just go for it and it's been a crazy year and I wanted to really just start it because and I'm sure there are but you don't really see a lot of kind of Indian women on TikTok or in motorsport so I just really wanted to be that person for 
other young girls you know and boys for for them to look up to someone and to see look they're doing it I shouldn't be so afraid so that was kind of really what spurred me on to create the content. Oh, amazing and did you like always kind of set out did you want to be an F1 was it like an ambition or is it just something you've kind of yeah gone more towards if you as you've kind of made content and things like that? Yeah, definitely the latter. I can't say it was something that I thought I want to be in this space, primarily because I didn't know I could be, you know, and I think that's such a conversation, probably a complete separate conversation to mm -hmm. have that, you know, as especially as women, we weren't kind of marketed towards in that way we didn't know we could have these roles and um obviously that's changing now and there are so many people in so many different roles but I, I didn't realize when I was younger that this is something that I could even be kind of interested in doing and I've always loved talking as I'm sure you can imagine and <laughs> kind of presenting and I've always been fine you know even in school doing assemblies and things like that and it's only since I started doing the content um that I thought you know this is something that I could actually do and I received such good feedback off you know my conversations with some of the drivers that I thought actually maybe maybe I can do this seriously so yeah definitely it's kind of grown as I've I've done the content over the year. Uh, yeah you kind of touched on it a bit there but um, what's your main motivation to make F1 content and kind of keep it up because I know um, we obviously have paddock passion and yeah. sometimes you're like oh I just want a weekend off or if you've got like a barbecue to go to or mm. a family thing um, it does kind of take over your whole life so you need to be really motivated to do it so like what's your kind of main motivation behind um, why you make F1 content? Yeah, for me, I, I remember my first video, it was like an intro to, to TikTok video. And I remember saying in there, I just want it to be a safe space for people to, to talk and just be welcomed and not feel like they can't interact because they're a fan of one person and I might be a fan of another person. I'm, I was very clear that I just wanted it to be a place where you know, you can, within reason, of course, you know, just be yourself and say your opinions without feeling like you're going to be kind of hounded upon. And obviously, there's some things that I will accept and some things that I won't. But I, it was really for people just to feel safe. Um, and I hope I've done that. I think I've done that. Um, and I'll continue to do that. But also, as I mentioned before, it's just for someone to look at me and think, you know, I, I can do that too. It's really important to me, because I'm I'm so big on if you see someone doing it you can do it and you need to have people in every kind of role <laughs> that someone that looks like you and I'm just really big on that. That's cool um, <laughs> obviously throughout your the content that you've created over the last year you had this amazing opportunity multiple opportunities with yeah. Aston Martin um, so how did that start out how did Aston Martin get in touch and able to present this oppor amazing opportunity to mm. create content with them? Yeah, I mean, it's been a complete whirlwind. They they actually DM'd me and it's a funny, funny story, actually. So it was the morning of my sister's civil ceremony and I was getting my hair done. Obviously, it was such a happy day. We were all just smiling, really happy. And then they DM'd me. And I think I said something like, this is the best day ever. My sister's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she, she got it, though. She was fine. Um, and I don't think I've told that story properly. Um, but yeah, so... They just kind of invited me to the Saturday qualifying day, the event that they had in their tent. Um, and they like picked me and my dad up in an Aston Martin DVX. And it was just a whole thing. Got to tour the factory um, and to see what they were doing and just meet so many cool people. Um, and then 
No, sorry, before that, it was actually the um, roundtable on diversity and inclusion that they asked me to be a part of. And of course, I had to to say yes to that. You, you guys know how important it is to me just to kind of talk about mm. those topics um, on a kind of wider scale on TikTok Live. And it was just insane that they would reach out to me. I mean, I didn't have a lot of followers there. Um, I think it was around 3,000 or something like that, um, which means a lot to me because it just shows that you don't need to have such a huge following to make an impact. And I think they really reinforced that and really kind of just let me be myself, which is just so important. I guess so leading on from that, one of the big opportunities that you've had is interviewing Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> I want to know how you felt doing that. How did that come about? Like what an amazing opportunity that was. And oh. yeah. You smashed yeah, it. Thank you. One of the best moments, I think, I can spoke to um, Seb after the roundtable. He had some time between the roundtable on diversity and inclusion and his next uh, thing that he was doing. And he signed, uh, firstly, a poster that I had, a really old poster from 2009, um, which was actually my sister's. So he kind of wrote on it and then he was just surprised to have something, you know, from that era, which he said to Britta, his press officer, like, do you remember me when I was like this? Obviously, he kind of recognised, you know, the change that he's had as well, personally, we've all sort of seen that growth and then yeah we just kind of went into into the chat and I thought it would be like a minute or so but we just the conversation just flowed and you know I had kind of like a day where I thought if I get a chance I'll ask him these questions and we were just talking for maybe 10 minutes and that's quite a long time to, to be mm. talking when I didn't expect it right um, and he was just so attentive, so thoughtful, um, even when I asked him what his favourite Beyonce song was, <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, he probably didn't care about that. But the fact that he put real thought into it, it just meant a lot to me because he also knew it was the first time I'd ever even interviewed anyone. He was sort of at the beginning, just like, come on, you can do this. <laughs> so it was just the best moment. I I could talk about it forever, which I'm sure people would love to hear, but I won't. But yeah, no, it really kind of gave me the confidence for the next time that it happened with the team. And the team were just so great in facilitating that, you know, what they're doing in kind of bringing the fans closer to the sport. And, you know, they saw how much a, fa a fan I am of the team, what they do. You know, um, I, I really appreciate them for that. Um, and there's so many people there that I could shout out, but just I'll say the team in general, they they kind of made my dream come true. Like it was incredible. That's so nice. Yeah, you, you mentioned that you asked Seb what his favourite Beyonce song was. Um, so I, I was going to yeah, ask you, what's yours? I, I think that there's too many. I have been <laughs> a fan for so long, um, like, posters on the wall kind of fan um I wouldn't be able to to say but um maybe like to say my name or don't you see in love or I don't know there's just too many I can't I can't say <laughs> no it is incredible her in Dubai was just like something Amazing, else right yeah uh, yeah I, I managed uh, to get tickets this morning as well so I'm just super excited <laughs> oh so lucky <laughs> yeah um, obviously, being an Aston Martin fan, there's a bit of a change this year with yeah. uh, Fernando Alonso coming in. Um, what are your thoughts about him joining the team? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's going to be different, right? I don't think we, anyone can expect it to be the same because they're different people at the end of the day. Um, so I think it's great that they've got a two-time world champion for the team, someone who's got the experience to kind of push that team forward as well. 
it's going to be interesting, I think, with the team dynamic. But knowing the people I know within the team, you know, everyone just wants to win and everyone just wants to succeed, like any Formula One team, right? So it's going to be interesting to see if we kind of see the social side that kind of Seb brought out. I'm, I don't know. I don't think so. But, you know, it, Fernando is there to 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 win. And that's what we want for the team. And I know that everyone works so hard, like they do in every team. So different, but still positive, I think, is how I would kind of shape that. If you get to interview, interview Fernando, make sure you ask him what his favourite Beyonce song is. I think I'll have to now. I, I, I'm kind of mad I didn't ask the other drivers that I've seen. I should have made that my thing. Yeah. That's a trademark question. It is, it is. I will. If I ever get the chance, I will, for sure. So I know you kind of touched on this at the beginning, and this is something that personally I'm really passionate about and I think it's really nice to hear you talk about what's your experience kind of been with F1 and motorsport being a female um, both good and bad I want to hear kind of yeah your take on that yeah I mean I think I'll I'll be honest you know at times it's been really difficult um, when you do get the comments and we we know right like DTS fan oh you don't know about this or what do you know and I could go on and on and on about those comments but I think that it at, at the beginning I was kind of very conscious of you know who to reply to and and how to reply and or even reply at all and just delete and block but I, I remember one comment I got and it, it did kind of frustrate me and not for me because I feel like I can handle that but it was more so for if anyone saw that comment on my page and saw that I didn't respond in a in a healthy way right because sometimes you you have to respond I didn't want people to think that I accepted that and I'm I'm sure people know that I don't but I felt like I really had to just say something in be kind right that's why I started my page and I wanted people to know that my page is a safe space where I can stand up for so many people that want to try and create content but on the flip side I think that being in this space you will have seen just the amount of women supporting each other is insane and I, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it really where we're just wanting each other to win it's such a positive space you know people commenting and just uplifting each other if people get invited to things or certain opportunities no one's ever feels bad about that you know everyone just wants everyone to win and I just think that that's definitely something to be spoken about and, and admired really because the community can be harsh at times but when you know you've got so many people behind you it just makes it that much easier and I think for anyone new who wants to get into the sport into content creation like they should know you know you're not alone <laughs> there are so many people rooting for you and I will root for you and that's something that I think is just amazing about that but content creation really and being the fan especially on, on social media for sure I think mm -hmm. like recently I've definitely seen a lot more the DTS thing is a massive topic on yes. on TikTok everywhere in terms of yeah you see these female creators you can go on their comments you know you're probably going to get a, a DTS comment what yeah. if if you get that what do you kind of reply to it and how how do you kind of take that on I think it depends on the the video as well. Sometimes I will just delete it because I just know that it's not me, it is that person. Depending what it is, I will kind of just reply and just kind of let them know, like, why are you saying this 
for a start like there's no reason to say that and actually just depending on the content of the video just educate them like I know what I'm talking about sometimes I don't and that's fine I'm always willing to learn and I don't think anyone can claim that they know everything about Formula One because it's <laughs> always evolving right um, but I kind of just push it back on them like why is it a problem for you that there are women talking about something that they love and you know even if something is wrong that we say it's okay we all make mistakes we all learn and that's the beauty of of learning right <laughs> you know it, it's okay and I think that sometimes it's best not to say anything and kind of not waste your time but I totally understand why people do and why people want to for sure. Oh I think it's really great like it's so nice to hear you talk about it so passionately and to be one of those people out there that's really kind of spreading that nice positivity in that content creation so. world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so nice. Um, Thank you. What race are you looking forward to this year? We've got uh, Vegas obviously is a new one um, but what are like some of your favourite races of the year? Um yeah. yeah I I always look forward to Silverstone with it being our home race um and I actually haven't even managed to secure tickets what with the whole thing that happened so I'm hoping I can still make it um but Silverstone because it's so close to where I live as well I just find it like it's home right um but like you said Vegas just because of the intrigue I'm just so intrigued to see the kind of spectacle of what it will be and I hope the race is actually good as well like we've seen the track but I think that will be very very interesting um and I always look forward to kind of the classic tracks as well like Spa for example um but all of them really it's a new kind of season we've got new drivers new kind of team bosses I think it's going to be quite different as well especially with the learnings of kind of the past year of the regulations I'm I'm really excited what about you I'm excited to hear what you guys are excited for yeah definitely Vegas I've kind mm. of said like if there's not an Elvis impersonator somewhere <laughs> I'm gonna be really disappointed I feel like, like there will be. <laughs> I hope they go like full Vegas with it they don't just be like oh we're in Vegas but we're not doing the Vegas thing like no you're in Vegas like do like I, I need because they're going there they have to exploit it right like we're exactly. in Vegas let's do it let's do a Vegas style <laughs> exactly um I'm also quite um excited to see Miami again because I know it was like the first race last yeah. year and there was a lot of things about like the harbour situation where it wasn't really a harbour <laughs> but like I think they've like changed it up a bit this year again and they've I think like changes yeah yeah and I think the paddock's like inside the stadium as That's well it. which yeah yeah which is going to be interesting so yeah kind of interested to see how that one is I mean I'm sure with like any new race it's going to be like teething issues um yeah yeah Silverstone um is another favorite of mine um so yeah definitely not Australia like just because of the time we have to wake up <laughs> I know yeah. that's like such a European issue because like nine times out of ten we're I know we're fine. so lucky otherwise but last year I remember it was a struggle and then I saw it on like repeat at like nine o'clock and I was like why couldn't we have just watched that one but um right. yeah yeah I did it and I got up to watch it live um but yeah yeah it's not often we have to right we can make this yeah exactly exactly I've got a family over in Australia and oh, okay. um one of my cousins he's big into f1 and he's always complaining about um the times he has to wake up and i'm there like oh i've got this one race <laughs> and i have to be up at six for it he's like yeah nice one alice like that's <laughs> yeah. me every week 
I um I'm going to Silverstone this year, so I'm really excited. I well I have tickets, so I got tickets, and then obviously um got my job with F1 Arcade, and then they've mentioned. I'm not saying that they're definitely going to get them, but they've mentioned some kind of opportunity. So I'm That'd hoping I'm going to get. You can oh, have my tickets if you want me. To. <laughs> Thank you. I've got these oh. tickets um so that's going to be really good and then also yeah so we like for us we've said that we're showing all 23 races so I'm like I'm thinking how is the venue are we going to open at six we must do for all the you know the kind of and like I'm hoping to work them and be there like want to be really involved in in all of that I know honestly my housemate was like I'm not gonna see you on the weekend I was like no you're definitely not (laughs) how amazing will that be for you like it would be such an experience though right I know but I hope if I work on them I hope that I get to like I'll probably just be transfixed and then people be asking me things I'm like nope I'm enjoying it (laughs) (laughs) um But yeah, and then also I went to, I did like a track walk of Singapore recently. I just went on wow. holiday there. And yeah. I now kind of feel like I have this major attachment to it because I just loved it. Like I spent New Year there and now I'm like, I've seen it in person. And I love Singapore anyway. I love, I love the track. Singapore, yeah. Always a good race. So I'm excited for, yeah, Silverstone, Singapore, all of them. All of them. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Can I say every track? <laughs> uh, yeah, of <laughs> um, course. <laughs> uh, of course, yeah. Um, of course, obviously Silverstone. Um, obviously, ca- um, camping this year, um, which is oh, going to cool. be um, <laughs> cool. But I don't we- like camping. <laughs> yeah, weather permitting, exactly. Um, hopefully, a dry weekend. Um, um, I I kind of like um, Yas Marina. I think I have like I've been there twice. I've been there um, as wow. media. I've worked in. I've, yeah been there obviously uh free tickets and all that so that was bonus and I just think it's all it's such a cool atmosphere when you're there like the twilight rays the harbour you know being next to the cars it's just it just felt it just feels magical Mm -hmm. so I still have a personal attachment to that I'm quite a fan of um Japan Suzuka I think it's such an old school circuit that it's just it's it's such a cool racetrack to go to go to and you know there's so there's such a historical element to it you know the Senna Prost um Schumacher um, you know Hacken and all that it's just uh it's sort of like a it, it feels it's different. embedded yeah it embeds it's embedded history into F1 and obviously what we saw last year that's a <laughs> crazy wet race um oh was Max Seb, was he? Seb loved F1 oh, and Seb. And the, the race oh that, that was such a race oh. um but yeah Suzuka as well and that but um my question for you is um if you could pick one location anywhere in the world to host the Grand Prix where would you pick? I think it would have to be India again I I just think it would be amazing I don't care where I just wanted to go back to (laughs) India Uh, maybe not the same circuit because I'd like to Seb for him to keep his stat of being the only person to (laughs) to win at that circuit but I just think that you know Formula One is so big over there um, and there is such a market and I understand kind of the reasons why they're not there at the moment but it's a country that we're not racing in right now um, but I would also like it to go back to to Germany you know the tracks 
are amazing and it's a shame that the viewership and the interest there is kind of dwindling a little bit because you know we have had so recently German drivers so I think I think it's a shame it's not there but if it was somewhere completely new I mean apart from India can you imagine like a London race like I have no idea how that would work <laughs> like where over the bridges and stuff but that would be amazing I think that'd be so cool we said this last week yeah. we were talking about where we'd put it and I was like I literally I love London I live in London and I'm just so okay. every day I'm, I'm obsessed with it and I'm like oh if they had a race here I would literally be okay just picture it right like imagine the route it'd be amazing one day one day <laughs> yeah we could, we could dream um yeah I think Indy will be really cool to have a racer I know Formula E are going there this weekend Motor yeah. G are going uh, are going to uh obviously the original Indian Grand Prix when F1 went so yeah. maybe there's a sort of maybe there's a revival that motorsport is going to you know come back to I India there's so. going to hopes yeah yeah I hope so as well yeah my dad actually went to the first Indian Grand Prix there as well oh. I was asking him the other day like I have seen photos but I was like can you bring them out again because I just want to see them like I don't know where they are um and I, I don't remember why I couldn't go like I must have been sixth form or something I don't know like around that time 2011 but yeah and I, I really regret <laughs> not going now. okay so f1 sponsors then let's have a chat about the most iconic sponsors what are our favorites who do we want to see come back into f1 Alice what do you think I personally loved when Martini was at Williams I just mm. loved the whole thing there and I remember he invited like a bunch of YouTubers onto like a martini yacht at Monaco like one time <laughs> and there was like Joe Sugg and a few others and like that was like my first kind of glimpse into F1 because I'm a I am the typical DTS fan like got into motorsport that way so um yeah but that was like my first kind of glimpse into it and I just remember loving like the martini livery on the Williams and um yeah I'd love for them to make a comeback um somewhere along the line um because yeah I just I just love their color scheme more than anything else <laughs> it's just so nice um yeah martini's really cool um I would pick Vodafone I think if, when you think of Vodafone you obviously think of the McLaren, the red yeah. and chrome, McLaren livery, you know, when you think of that, you think of like the late 2000s, Lewis Hamilton, that sort of like rocket reds, whenever McLaren won, they get the rocket red shirts. And now I think it's such a iconic livery that people, when you think of McLaren, you think of obviously um, the Marlboro reds from the Senna days, um, the papaya now, but you also think of the, but I think a lot of fans, they think of the, um, the chrome slash rocket red of the Vodafone McLaren Mercedes as it was and that's I think especially when I was growing up it was always McLaren was always silver but I think that little red on the side was just eye-popping but it, it was such an iconic livery and uh, it was a shame that you know Vodafone left and we've not had that livery ever since that but such is a livery that sort of sticks out and obviously Vodafone's you know contribution to Formula One but also that they were also before they were with McLaren they were Ferrari and had sort of well not so much for competitions red anyway so but um but they've been obviously been pivotal in the sport and been successful so um I'd say Vodafone in a way 
it's controversial because I wouldn't want them to come back. But I do think with the Marlboro branding and the cars, it's so iconic. <laughs> and obviously there's a lot of conversation around it. And like I said, it's kind of what people say the new crypto. But I think when you think of that car, you just feel... I don't know I feel like there's something magical about those cars and you feel like you're in a completely different era and it brings back kind of different memories and nostalgia so I'll go with that one I think. I was gonna say yeah yes. with seeing that like Monaco oh, iconic I love it yeah I um I was gonna say I you know I like Shell and Patronus <laughs> like obviously they're iconic but moving into the kind of like the future I'd love to see you know moving towards more renewable maybe sponsors I know there's been some like controversy over having you know big oil um corporations and brands kind of being sponsors mm -hmm. so I'd love to see like some maybe different car brands like I know Renault now do a lot of um kind of electric cars and things like that and they were in the sport in the past I'd love to see them come back maybe Tesla in the future who knows they could kind of be a sponsor of the sport um when we move into like you know more renewable energy in 2026 I know Ford as well is kind of tied with that um because yeah. they they do a lot of stuff now with electric cars so I think that will be interesting to see as we kind of move into that new era if that's going to affect the sponsors and all of the things kind of yeah related to that I think that's a really interesting one especially because we're moving to net zero and they're very vocal about what they're doing there um it would be a little bit hypocritical, I think, if, if the sponsors didn't move along with it. But let's see, because obviously we know what they bring money-wise. But I think that's a really good point, yeah. A new one that I would love to see, um, just because I'm a big Joe fan, would be Prada. So I know he personally works a lot with them. And like just like a one-off Prada livery in Monaco oh yes. would be like insane. Or like Chanel, because I know Chanel brought out the... Monaco lifestyle kind of clothing range and it had like a lot of F1 inspired um like fashions um so yeah some like really high-end designers I would love to see like take on an F1 car and see what they did with it um I, I feel like <laughs> yeah that would be just so cool I agree I think you see more brands going to come into F1 from like different industries, and that I've seen with a lot of fashion brands, like you see Tommy Hilfiger sort of coming in, um, Castrol, obviously with Red Bull and McLaren now, and that. So it'd be interesting to see what sort of new industries want to crack into the sport. Um, obviously, we had crypto for two or three years before they gone bust, and that. So. But it'd be really interesting to see where it all goes, you know, what industries and technologies are going to sort of jump in next and that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And so there you go. OK, so it's that time of the week. AJ, over to you then. What is your fun fact of the week for us? So, um, Sir Lewis Hamilton, he has seven world championships. Could have been eight, seven. Um, if you take his world championships and put them against the constructors champions, so all the way from 1958 to 2022, if you put them in order um, from who has the most to the least, uh, Lewis Hamilton would have more world championship, more world championships than uh, the likes of Renault, Benetton, 
uh, Red Bull as well on that. Uh, he'll be, uh, I think, fifth on the all-time list. That goes to show how successful. By himself, yes. It's insane, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty insane uh, statistic, um, you know, just how successful he's been in his career. And that's that he's like more successful than Lotus, who back in the 50s and the 60s were one of the most successful teams on the grid. It's uh, pretty wild to say the least in that. But uh, that's fact number one. Uh, another fact is uh, that obviously relating with Ford coming back um, into Formula One in 2026. Um, some time away at that time, but uh, Ford are the third most successful engine manufacturer in Formula One history, behind the likes of obviously Ferrari, and uh, I think also the likes yeah with um, Renault. I think the likes of Renault as well, and that. So very the good that you know Ford are very car successful engine manufacturers coming in, but uh, yeah they've they've got a lot of history. But uh, their last victory was in. 2003, the Brazilian Grand Prix with Giancarlo Vizichella. So, a little bit behind on the success wise, but, uh, you know, maybe in 2026 they'll come up flying. Who knows? <laughs> Those are your facts. Interesting. I didn't know the Lewis one. <laughs> Who was, who's number one to three then above Lewis? So, he's fifth. Who's so, he's topic? fifth. Obviously, yeah. number one is Ferrari, obviously, yeah. of course. Uh, second place is uh, Williams with nine. And then for third, it's tied with eight with McLaren and Mercedes, of course, the team that Lewis is with. Um, and then sort of tied with Lewis uh, above, well, above him is Lotus with seven and Rebel with, are behind them with five mm -hmm. at the moment. See, at the moment, you never know, two years' time that might change. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, no, especially if that's for you. And that's it. That's the show wrapped up. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media on Twitter, TikTok and Instagram. I want to say thank, thank you to Jamna F1 for being our guest on the show today. The gang will be back again next week for more motorsport gossip and once again, another guest on our show. But until then, see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>